2: and treat yourself to some Conair Bomb magic. You
3: deserve it. Available at Walgreens. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves so as another busy Wednesday flies by. Make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandys.
4: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
2: What's up, y'all? If you're listening to this, you have met the bit side of the best bits. This is part two where I just intro the bits and the bits play. The conversation this weekend was with Abby and it was super awesome. So if you want to hear that, make sure you listen to part one. That's just the conversation. I'll still break down the bits. But right now, we're getting into the bits that you want to hear in case you missed it this week. So coming in at number seven, Raimundo had an awkward encounter with a listener and now he may close his account at the bank because of it. So A lot of drama with this one Because Raymundo felt very violated In a lot of ways Here you go
4: number seven.
5: Alright we voted in the room Although Lunchbox did call him clickbait Ray uh, Ray's segment has been chosen In pick a bit Ray had an awkward experience at the bank With a listener Raymundo your bit has been chosen What would you like to do here
6: So I go into the bank and I have a check to cash And I cash with the lady there And everything was just fine She's getting my money out and she goes Hey I'm a really big fan of the show and I'm like, great. She's got my account open. Here we go. <laughs> and she said, I also love Amy. Cool. I'm not Amy. But she continues. <laughs> and she goes, hey, I'm looking at your account. And again, I'm just cashing a check. And she says, I see you don't have a savings account. Why is my account open? Why is she looking into my savings account when I'm just catching a check? So I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, no, it's in my m- wife's name. And she goes, Well, would you like me to pull up your wife's account and then bring that over to your account as well? And I'm like, No, no, no. You're you're a fan of the show. I just want the check cashed. I want you out of my account. And so then, uh, and then she says, Well, I, I see here that you don't ever put any money in savings. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! Close my account and just give me the check. And so my out was, Yeah, I'll just I'll just take twenties. So that'll be perfect. And she gave me the 20s, and then I said, thank you, have a good day. And in my head, I said, I will never come back to this game again, this bank again. I'm closing my account. But why? 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 You don't need to get into my account when I'm cashing a check. So you wish they wouldn't
5: have said they were a show listener. It it was bad form on their part that she said she was a fan, and And she's interested, yes. So she probably should have just, I think everything she did, though, was normal. I think if she were able to do it without saying she was a fan, you wouldn't have felt violated. It did feel
6: like snooping a little bit, but I will never go back to that bank again, considering closing the account. I
5: feel like that's a bit—that's a bit too much. I don't need somebody telling me I need to put money into savings. It is weird though when people have access to your accounts and they're also like, "Hey, yeah, I'm a big fan." That's weird. Once, ten years ago, some officer showed up to my door, dum, dum, dum. and I looked out a little thing. I moved the, the the little hatch back, and I could see them. They dropped two badges. And I was like, what is happening? They said, you mind if we come in? I said, yeah. And they came in and those badges were IRS badges. And like, I have badges? they like, we work on the IRS task force. And I'm like, what did I do? And so, but it turns out a listener had hacked into all my IRS files. And then was such a big fan of the show, got into Amy's, got in. And so they were like, do you want to press charges? Do you know who this is? And I was like, yeah, she shows up at remote's like remote broadcast all the time. Yeah, we knew who she was. worked like, for the oh, IRS. Yeah, but
1: the FBI was involved too. The I F- lived in North Carolina at the time, so the FBI is the one that questioned me.
5: It went from IRS to FBI. Yeah. But wow. they were the ones first. They were like, "Do you recognize this person?" They brought me a picture of her. But it does feel a bit of a violation. Whenever it isn't to be a fan, but when someone knows you but also works at a place where they can get inside your information and see like your guts.
1: I mean, she had already seen it all, but thank goodness there's also an internal system that will flag people. Like, how she got caught was she was looking at things clearly she wasn't supposed to, and it got red flagged, and then... They were like, wait, why is this person in San Antonio looking up these people? And then they connected the dots. They were like, what did these people have in common?
5: <laughs> and it was the show. And
1: they said that, oh, wait. It okay. was, one, it was oh.
5: one of my ex-girlfriends at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, she went in on me every way and then started just do, do, do going around the dots. Just to wow. look what everybody yeah, had. Money. We were
1: in part of a federal investigation where people put our names together and someone on the team or someone investigating was like, that's the Bobby Bone show. <laughs> and then they started reaching out to
7: all of us. And I, I remember
5: when they got there, I sat down in the chair. And sort of pouring water over my face. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm waterboarding me. I know you guys want some answers. <laughs> you just like so let's volunteer get yourself yes. for
7: that.
1: Um, yeah. It was scary. I think
5: my story saved your bit, Ray. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. It's
1: fine. I would have picked his no matter what. Clickbait.
5: Yeah. Clickbait oh, ray. Is he getting a reputation of clickbait Ray? No,
1: yeah. I think that that's a- Mike,
5: th- You think he is? Clickbait Ray? Uh, He's like, he was pretty good. The headline was pretty good.
6: But clickbait Ray? I okay. mean, it works on the internet. Why not? Clickbait Ray.
8: I might need need to change the title of my story then. Yeah. Like a murder in my house maybe? No,
5: but that's not true. His his was still kind (laughs) of true. All right, Ray. Thank you for your story. Yep.
4: It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
2: It's number six on the Best Bits this week. The show shared the things they are geeking out over right now, and they're across the board from basketball to forest bathing to reality TV shows to fishing. It is all the fun things that sometimes we never get to geek out over, so you get to hear that from the show right now.
4: Number six.
5: All right, this segment is called Nerding Out. It's what we're all individually nerding out about. We even have nerdy music. Hit that, please. All right, nerding out. Amy, you're first. Go.
1: Well, I'm nerding out about forest bathing because I keep reading about it in like health and wellness as a way to decrease stress and stuff. So I'm finally going to go take myself uh, to a forest bath this weekend.
5: What's what's a forest bath?
1: Well, all you got to do is just go be out with nature. I'm going to go to this woods area where I like to hike and I'm going to sit and soak up like all the things I'm going to breathe. You're fully clothed. It's not like you're oh. taking a bath. And you're not in the water. Y- no, you're not in the water. You're You're soaking up nature, the trees. Like, so it's I guess what's it called? Forest bathing
5: ages. I don't know. Zero through 18. Horse bathing for life for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lived in the woods basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I'm, guess so. I'm sure
1: it's good for your stress level. So why again? Um, decreased stress, boosted immunity, and it helps How boost your. How does it
5: boost immunity when you're sitting in the woods?
1: Because like if you're feeling one with nature and healthier, and if your stress is decreased, your immunity's better. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right.
8: That's Interesting. Right.
5: All right, nerding out, Eddie. What do you got, man?
8: So you know I love fishing. Uh The guy, this guy in North Carolina, he caught a fish that broke a 60-year-old record. This fish was 12 pounds, 8 ounces. I mean, it's huge. I saw it. I'm like, that is a beautiful fish. What kind of fish, though? Because like um, a, a catfish, they go up to like 100. Sure, I get it. It's a speckled trout. Okay, trout, And man, definitely what, smaller, yeah. my goal recently has been to catch a trout. There's a river like 30 minutes from here. I will do it in the next couple years. I know I can.
5: Who's going to do it first? Lunchbox wins the lottery or Eddie catches a record trout? I don't, I don't know. Oh, the lottery no, neither for sure one, one, The yeah. fish,
8: yeah,
5: guys. Neither one. <laughs> uh, mine is the NCAA tournament starts on Thursday officially with the 64, They're playing games. Um, not on Thursday. They've already happened. But on Thursday, it happens. You can still bet. You can still build your bracket. Okay. Oh, but I'm going to give you tips now. Pick the lower numbers. Okay. Just in general. Pick the lower numbers. So, like, numbers. by lower, ones, you mean twos, team number one,
1: two? Yes.
5: Okay. They're the better team. Ranking. 60, 64% of the time, a number one seed wins the tournament, wins the whole thing. There are four number ones. Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. They're number twos. Do, I, we could go through the whole thing, but <laughs> they're <are> number elevens. <laughs> literally, pick the lower numbers. Okay. There are going to be some upsets, but usually, what happens most of the time is that the lower numbers win.
1: So we can still bet like through. I don't want to do a bracket, but I can do like DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, you're my coach.
5: I don't want to be in charge of your money. It's okay.
1: I'm going Baylor number one all the way. Take it. <laughs> okay, that's what my dad would want. But you I can't. Feel you don't,
5: you're not going to bet. You can bet them to win. You can bet what they call a future to win it all if you mm-hmm. want. But you can also bet individually each game.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to be busy. I'm not going to watch, though. You don't have to watch.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I have to have coach to. her, then watch for her? <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching, <laughs> okay. yes. But that's my tip. It's an easy tip. Don't pick a lot of ups. You can pick an occasional upset or two, but generally, the data shows the lower numbers win more games and win the turnover. Who
1: okay. are you saying is going to win? Arkansas. But they're not eleven. Hey, I said okay. what I hey. said. Of course <laughs> you four.
5: would. There are four. Um, other than Arkansas, I think I think Tennessee got robbed. There are three, but I think they probably should have been a two or maybe even a one. I think your school, Texas A and M, got robbed of uh, being in the tournament. Period. What? We're not Michigan even should it? not be in the tournament. Oh, there's a there's a lot of different things happening here. But um, I'm going with Arkansas, or Tennessee,
8: or Kentucky. <laughs> okay. No number ones there, Okay. okay. Uh, that's correct. Yeah.
0: Uh, thank you. Uh, lunchbox, you're up. Look, guys, I've been telling you about the challenge on MTV for years. Wes, banana, CT, Laurel, Kill a Cam. I'll tell you guys, you gotta watch it. No one cares about the challenge. No one likes the challenge. That's why the challenge is coming to CBS. It got a spin-off, baby. When you, you wanna know when you're huge in TV, is you get a spin-off series. They're gonna take people from Big Brother, Survivor, and Amazing Race, and they're gonna put them on the challenge. And we got another rendition of the challenge. Woohoo! They've done this form of show
5: for a long time. This is do battle of network media stars battle of sport so the challenge itself isn't new but I think what we don't care about are the people on the MTV challenge because we don't know who they are
0: well you should care because it used to just be real world and road rules people and now they're going to CBS and the winner of that gets an automatic bid into the MTV show battle of the world
1: what if the people that win are like now I'm good <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're like I ought to go play down I just won the big one here on CBS
5: that'd be fun it'd be fun to watch your favorite yeah. network reality stars play against each other I probably won't watch it, but I do see where that would be fun.
0: All right. I thought you were going to get on the challenge
5: train. If it were shows I cared about. If it were like Dwight from The Office. He wouldn't survive. Playing against Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) No, no, you can't have 90-year-olds.
1: Jennifer Aniston (laughs) from like That would be fun because
5: I care about them. All right, there you go. That's nerding out. Thank you, guys. And jam out to some music for five seconds. Turn it up. Yeah. All right. Nerding out. We're just nerding, nerding out. out. We're nothing but nerds, and we just nerding out.
7: It's
4: the best bits of the week with Morgan Number Two.
2: A super epic interview and performance this week by Ernest. It was his first time on the show. He's done the Bobby cast with Bobby uh, one time. And then I think uh, Bobby went on Ernest's podcast as well. So super cool things there. But this was his first time on the Bobby Bones show. And he talked a lot about his songwriting. The, you know, he's written for Morgan Wallen, Chris Lane, Mason Ramsey. He has so much talent just across the board. And so he performed some of those songs that he's written. He also performed... His brand new song, Flower Shops, that's with Morgan Wallen, of course. It was just him here in studio, so you can hear that interview and his performance. But if you want to watch it, too, go to bobbybones.com.
4: Number five, the Friday morning
5: conversation with Ernest. All right, I'm pumped to have Ernest here. And before we actually talk to him, which, by the way, hello, Ernest. Hi. Now just pause for a second. I'm going to do a little, little sell of you, okay? All good. I uh, love this guy. He's got a new album out called Flower Shops, um, and we will. he's going to play a song from it in a second. The song right now that is crushing the charts is Flower Shops, and here's a clip.
7: So Mr. I'll take your own, it's yeah. Ernest
5: and Morgan Wallen right there. Um, on top of that, he wrote Big Big Plans for Chris Lane, one of the writers there. Don't
0: know I, got some
5: big, big plans. I Love My Country from FGL. I love my country. Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s for Sam Hunt.
7: Sitting at the
9: house.
5: More Than My Hometown from Morgan Wallen. I love you more than a And Kane Brown won Mississippi. This guy's got it all. Wow. Just a few good ones. All right, we'll be back after this break. That's the whole break I was just talking
10: about. Ernest, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How are you?
5: You know, Eddie said he he came in the studio and he said, hey, I, I saw possibly Ernest driving down the road. And he said, it looked like two cartoon characters. Look, it could have been. and Because your car is a...
10: a. 75 Coupe DeVille. Yeah. That was it. And
5: you, yeah, you had and to the, have been. That was it.
8: <laughs> what did you see inside the car? Uh, just two dudes. Like, ble- I mean, the music was so loud. I, we were at a red light, and you had pulled up next to me. And my my car was shaking because you guys were jamming to something. It was almost like that TikTok video where you guys are just not, both not talking to each other, but nodding your head, listening to something really good. Yeah,
10: that's, and, that and sounds you, about right. Who do you
5: think was in the car with him?
8: Uh, maybe hard. Hardy, just because you both <laughs> had like trucker hats on, I didn't recognize Hardy. Maybe he didn't have glasses on or what. I but.
10: think it was my boy Foley. Okay. Uh, classic Foley. Foley, doing his Foley. <laughs> it was
5: Foley. Thing. Classic
8: Foley. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, people are
5: loving the new record. Thank you. You know, I had a radio guy that reached out to me um, and said, "Hey, I don't often say this. It's uh, one of our guys that runs a station in South Carolina, just privately. And he says this is the only record that I love every single song on it. And he said in like twenty years." Wow. And so and that wasn't him blowing smoke because you were doing an interview. He was just telling me that, you know, offhand because you'd come to the house and did the podcast.
10: That's wild. That's awesome.
5: Um, I want to play a little clip here. This is Sucker for Small Towns. Really like this one. This is track one on his record.
9: I'm a sucker for small.
5: So this album has everything. It's got the slow ones that I love. It is a, is a pure country album, and congratulations on it, man. It's really good. I appreciate it. Um, when you make music, because you know, you've know you written all kinds of songs for all kinds of people, how do you know what songs you want to keep for you and what songs you want to let somebody else record?
10: Pretty early on, while the song's getting written, I can have that emotional connection with it when I start singing it. I know pretty pretty well then and there. Uh, in, in the same way, I know when it sounds like if it's a Morgan song or Chris Lane or somebody else if I'm gonna let it go how many songs on Morgan's last double album
5: did you write with with him or write period Eleven. that's a lot (laughs) wow yeah that's a lot. And, and you're doing these shows out with Morgan now. Like, What is it like to get—I mean, these these arenas are packed.
10: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the hardest part is not being able to play any of my Morgan songs in my set. Oh, that's in my true. Set. But, uh, no, it's great. His fan base is awesome, uh, and they've taken me on well. Uh, and playing in front of any crowd is awesome, and they're singing your songs back. It's just—yeah, it's the best. Tell my friends here on the show, you moved off to an island for a long time. How long? Yeah, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. I lived there for about a year and we visit regularly now still. And why did you move there? Uh, Cause at the time, my girlfriend's dad, now my wife, uh, was looking for houses down there, and we went. He went and took all of us with him for six weeks. We rented a house, and uh, in that six weeks, we fell in love with the island. He found the house, so I stayed on the island with him <laughs> while she went to college and gigged around like Thursday through Saturdays doing beach bar gigs. Stayed with a
5: girlfriend's dad and just played on the island <laughs> for a amazing. year. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like that's where you kind of found yourself musically because you were just playing so many shows? And you weren't Making really any money?
10: Uh, I found myself entirely there musically and spiritually. Definitely, the islands helped jumpstart whatever the rest of my life was about to be. What is the rest of your life? What's it about
5: right now? Ernest is here. Like, what do you say when someone's like, "What's your life about?"
10: Well, now I'm a family man, which is awesome. It's you know that the dream is happening uh, perfectly—music and family. But uh, having to find the balance between being a dad and a husband and Going and do the rock star thing, too, has been a challenge. But uh, I'm lucky as I'll get out. They're supportive. Ryman's coming out with me this weekend on the roads. So. By the way, Ryman's his baby. Okay. Yeah. Not the That's building. So I was like, wow,
8: the yeah, whole yeah.
10: Ryman's, <laughs> like Ryman's my
5: baby boy's name. Uh, Ernest is here. And I, if you don't mind, I would like to start off with hearing you perform Flower Shops. Sure. Can you talk about the song, though, because you wrote it. Talk about you're sitting in a room and, you know, where'd the idea come from and what does the song mean?
10: Yeah, so... Uh, to be honest, the song that inspired this song is Good Year for the Roses by George Jones. And, uh, Burgess, Ben Burgess, and I were on our way to Mark Holman's to write that day. And that song came on, on, a iTunes Essential playlist or whatever, George Jones playlist. And, uh, we looked at each other like, what a cool title. Burgess, was like, yeah, dude, we should write one of those. And I was like, yeah. He's like, we should write something like Good Day for Flower Shops. I was like, absolutely yes. So we kind of talked it out. Um, the character and what that song was going to mean, and had a lot of it written by the time we got to Holman's. And when we got to Holman's, picked up picked up the guitar and started the. Uh... And it was in better tune at that time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but in no time we put we put melody and, and all the thoughts came to life and we wrote the song pretty quick and we knew then that something was special. But we didn't know. Here is Ernest. Yeah, here you go. Performing flower shops. It's a beautiful
9: day She's been crying all night All there's tears in her blues And shot in mine This bender's been bending It's hell bound to break My baby's had all she can take So mister, I'll take your roses if you cut off the thorns, she can't take no more. How by violets and daisies to hide all the crazy? It's going to take all you've got. Oh, it's a bad day for love, but a good day for flower shops.
5: Ernest, in studio thank you it's a great song man thank you how did you get morgan wallen to sing that song with you
10: i texted him the demo pretty soon after i got it back just out of excitement like yo dude listen to this and um it turned into one of both of our favorite songs and uh pretty naturally we started singing it together we sang it together at a couple events and then um he pretty much announced that he was going to do it with me at a whiskey jam show, and then <laughs> so, Morgan said he was going to do it with me, and then we did it together.
5: Uh, at Ernest, you guys can follow him on Instagram. We'll be back with Ernest in a second. I'm going to ask you to do what cool songwriters do that have a lot of success, just to play me little clips of the songs you've written. Okay. Is that cool? Can we sure. do that? Sure. Also, and I haven't ran this by him, but can you, and I don't want to spoil it for our listeners, I tell them, can you rap my favorite song that you wrote for someone else, just that little part of it?
10: Oh, you're talking about... The,
9: the young, the young... Hop up in already No, nah,
5: Not yet, not yet. Hold <laughs> it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold, hold, hold. We it, We will come yes, back. Yes, I can. All right. Uh, <laughs> Ernest did something that I'm amazed by, I love, and I didn't even know he did it. Ernest has a new album called Flower Shops, the album, this is track two that I love, called Tennessee Queen.
9: we good, God Almighty, we've got it good. Got a couple, Lake of Graceland, way out in the woods.
5: Ernest, you grew up here in Nashville, which is rare. You know, most artists that come through didn't really grow up here. Yeah. Um, when you were a kid, did you ever see any cool country music artists just randomly in a restaurant or something?
10: Yeah, my my cool country music artist exposure was uh, Billy Dean. I was in third grade. And I'm el- Miss Billy the Kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I went to elementary school and middle school with Eli, his son, and Billy would like pick us up from school and take us to the pancake pantry. we go in through the back door, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm not waiting in the lines.
5: That's something. Like I guess when you're a kid, there are other kids. And they have famous dads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't think about yeah, that.
10: That was my exposure to cool country artist Billy Dean.
5: Man, Billy the Kid was such a jam yeah. back in the day. Uh, Ernest is here. He's got the album, but he's also written so many massive songs for other artists. So I've picked a few that I really enjoy. Okay. And if you can give me just a little bit, like, you know, a little verse, a little chorus, or just chorus, whatever. Uh, Chris Lane, Big, Big Plans. All right. And now this song, if I'm uh, right about this... 'Cause you don't know I got some big big that song. But this was the song he proposed with?
10: He proposed, yeah.
5: So were you involved in the secret writing of this?
10: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. record I mean, like what happened? Well, Jacob Durett and I started writing this song and then it was kinda half done. Uh and we showed it to Seth, the manager, and he was like, "Hey, I think Chris is looking for a song to propose to. This would be awesome. Let's get Chris in to finish it." So we brought Chris in, custom detailed the song, straight up built it out just for him. And then, you know, two weeks later, he played her the demo at her family's house, and it worked. So I had a big part in that relationship working out. <laughs> Without you, know? you, they
5: wouldn't be together. So they I wouldn't heard. have a kid. Yeah, you that's know? true. <laughs> There's life on this earth because of Ernest. Exactly. (laughs) Wow, that's not his. Okay, here is a little bit of Chris Lane's number one that Ernest wrote, Big Big Plans.
9: Just look at her sitting there Sweatpants, t-shirt and a comfy chair Mm, Her hair in a bun, one hand on a mug And the other one's playing snare To a George Strait final that Yes and no line will get her close But I don't think she can understand Just how far I've been letting my heart fall And what's in my head She don't know I got some big, big plans Build a little house out on some hand-me-down land find a little island where we go to get tan. I bet we take our kids down there one day. And I know she wouldn't mind if I did a little something like find a flight. Overnight to paradise and leave tonight. And I'm gonna put a diamond on her hand. She don't know I got some big, big plans. She don't know. <laughs> she don't know. <laughs> yeah. <they're> yeah. <laughs> um, one of the songs that
5: you wrote that we played a little bit on this show but it wasn't really like a country music song uh was when diplo did a country album him and morgan wallen did heartless yeah and so when you wrote that was that with kind of the the diplo-ish kind of beat behind it yeah
10: we did me and ryan heard wrote that with charlie handsome and charlie's an awesome pop hip-hop producer uh we work with a lot and he had the drums smacking on that thing. So by the time we, when we finished writing it, we actually kind of maybe manifested the Morgan Diplo thing. Oh, this would be awesome for Morgan and Diplo. And it turns out it was.
9: Just give me a little bit of that. I don't need a whole lot. Why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's harmless. You're tearing me apart, and girl, the hardest part is you're so high on attention. Take miles from inches. Leave me in the darkness. Never finish what we started. Girl, why you gotta be so heartless?
5: That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah.
9: What if he played one, I was like, that's
5: not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I heard one. that one. I never really loved it. I never really loved it. Um, do we have a clip of the the Mason Ramsey? Yep. Okay, so Old Town Road came out massive. They put out a couple versions and one had Mason Ramsey in it. We played it here. And so here is Mason on Old Town Road.
11: Pop up in my razor, That's from That's
5: nice. just That's enough there. We're good. But <laughs> set the mood. They call <laughs> little Nas X like FaceTime doing like the middle of the night or yeah, something like that.
10: Right after dinner time, Mason's manager. I got the call from the bullpen. He was like, "Smith, get loose." <laughs> so
5: then, you ran up to a studio and, rec- and re-
10: yeah, yeah, we recorded we recorded this verse that night, and it came out the next day. Do you know
5: the whole verse by heart right now? I think I do. Here he is, Ernest, doing the Mason Ramsey part <clears throat> that he wrote
9: for Old Town Road. All right. Hopped up in my razor, got a thousand acres. Uh, ride up on the cows with it, Betty. You don't faze her. I oh, I oh. Yippee yo If you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way. I <laughs> oh, Yeah, come Yippee-okay. on. Yippee no. If you ain't got no giddy up, then yes. Did you ever meet Mason Ramsey?
10: Oh, yeah, Mason's a Little Bro. I went on tour with Mason. That's I right. I saw
5: that picture now that I think about it. Yeah,
10: I opened for Mason.
5: I saw a picture of you in like a chain with Mason yes. next to you. Yeah, This guy opened for Mason Ramsey. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, I want to encourage you guys to check out Flower Shops, the album. The, show, or the song Flower Shops is just killing it right now, but it's an entire album that just came out. I'm going to play one more track here. Here is track, mm, let's do track five, Comfortable When I'm Crazy.
9: Maybe I ain't no saint I'm only comfortable When I'm crazy
5: His name is Ernest And he drives Let me get the right here 1975 Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Who He blasts music And he has to be paying a lot for gas. I've
10: seen it. <laughs> yeah, gas is not cheap. <laughs> yeah,
5: to drive that thing. That I is- ran
10: out of gas pulling up to another radio show last week, so I drove my truck today, so we didn't have that
1: happen Oh,
10: no. I'm happy for it, actually. <laughs> I, hope <laughs> I hope you were late
5: over there, and it really destroyed their show. Oh. Threw,
10: it, threw it to the trash.
5: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> There he is. Follow him, at Ernest. Ernest, good to see you, bud. Good to see you, too. And man. I hope Thanks everybody checks out Flower Shop's The Album and checks out Ernest podcast, which I've been a guest on. I don't guess on a lot of podcasts, but Ernest podcast, yeah, just be in earnest. It's called just be in earnest.
3: <laughs> My <laughs> favorite
1: um, line in the flower shop song. I just uh, I'm obsessed with the remove the thorns because she can't take any more like hurt and pain. Exactly. Like I'm please uh, if you
10: can do one little thing. Yeah. Make sure there's no thorns on there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I,
5: just, I would probably lie and say that was a true story. I like what you guys did, like you bait George Jones. I but I'd be like, yeah, it's happened to me.
10: Well, I told yeah, just, you, it wasn't hard for me and Ben to go there. It's okay. happened to both see? of us. Yeah. that's what I like. He's modifying this. We're
5: seeing <laughs> yes, it live. Yes, yes, here yes. You go. All right, at Ernest. Ernest, good to see you, bud. And Thanks we will too, uh, hopefully see you soon.
4: Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan Number 2.
2: Everything is getting so crazy expensive lately, and Scuba Steve is experiencing a lot with that, especially with his phone bill. He got a really crazy phone bill recently and as much as he may want to blame the scammers it is mostly scuba steve's fault because of his response to the scammers and what's been happening so yeah this is a good one and maybe it'll make you do it too just you know don't be charged like scuba did in this segment
5: number four okay so we selected and pick a bit we voted and scuba steve's segment is up hey scuba so your cell phone bill
12: was much higher than you anticipated. Why? What happened? Hundreds more dollars. Hundreds th- more dollars, he said. Than I anticipated. And it came from the courtesy of my wife texting me saying, what the hell are you doing with international Ooh. phone calls? International phone calls. Yes. So we've talked about scams a lot in the show recently. And then the cell phone robocalls. So I'm the kind of person, when you get those, I do a couple different things. If I'm busy, I pick it up and hang it up. So it goes away. If I have some free time, I'll pick it up and I'll, and I'll, I'll talk to them. <laughs> or from <if I'm> at, <laughs> at the house, my son will pick up, and he'll talk to them for how, however long the conversation goes. So you've been talking to these people that are trying to scam you out of money or sell you a warranty. Yes, which they're not going to scam me because I know what they're up to. I just kind of want to For me, it's, it's, uh, it's a release. It's fun for me to do these things. Do you ever learn <laughs> anything from them? Uh, sometimes I learn about their family because when my son intervenes and has a conversation, they start talking about their kids and their wife and their <laughs> home life. Um, he kind of breaks down the walls with them, gets a little personable. Uh, for me, I, I've learned that these guys are not as bad as they say they are. They're just trying to make some money, and you wasting their time keeps them from calling other people. Yes, exactly, because they're not getting anything out of me.
1: So, so like, what countries have you talked to? Uh,
12: the Philippines. Oh, wow! <laughs> uh, <laughs> India. I've talked to people over in England. I've talked to people all, all over the world. Haiti. And you didn't. Haiti. And you wow. didn't think that it could have been. Amy's kids' uncles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Could have been. Well, I figured they're wasting my time, so I'm going to waste their time. And you got your phone bill, and it was hundreds of dollars more expensive. Yes, because it turns out if you're on that phone call for longer than I think five or six seconds, it starts charging you because you've accepted the phone call and picked it up. Wow. So we've got a lot of extra charges on the phone bill this past month.
1: Interesting.
5: According to UMail's Robocall Index, almost 3.8 billion spam calls were made in February alone. I mean, I get them all the time, and they're, like, one number different than mine, which is weird, because, again, you feel like it might be your long-lost twin brother or something. (laughs) Do you pick them up? (laughs) No, I hang them up. Okay, good.
1: But those you wouldn't get billed for, because that's domestic.
5: I pick it. Well, Scuba, when yours come, do they show as domestic, or do they show
12: as... so they've come in many different ways. They've they've, they've even popped up at South Korea. So I've seen where it's another country because I have a country code. Code. It'll say like plus three one or something yeah. weird. Yeah.
1: And like Russia's called me Re-
12: recently. <laughs> Putin. Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, I
1: don't know, but it shows up. as that it's this weird number and then underneath in small letters it says Russia.
12: Okay. So your advice, Scuba, is as don't do what I do. Don't don't pick it up and talk to them. There is a hack though to get them to stop calling you if you pick it up. And you put it on mute so it's silent, they'll speak, and then eventually, if you say nothing, it goes away, you're off that list.
1: But then you get billed for picking it up.
12: No, well, not if it's more than five, if it's less than five seconds and you hang up, you're fine. <laughs> Sounds okay.
8: like more than five Boy. seconds to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm
12: not risking that. All right, Scooby,
5: that's the pick a How do we feel about that pick Good. Pretty good. Uh, feel good.
0: Educational. Disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's voting for me. It's getting annoying. Yeah. You really want
5: your bit to be picked,
0: huh? Yeah, and I know that Amy's never going to pick mine, so I know that I'm in trouble. That's not true, but now, now he's it's playing true. you.
5: Now he's playing you.
1: I know. Now he's pushing fine. you the opposite Listen, way. Listen, you know what I do? My brain goes back to, like, I don't know, 2006 when we had Naked Baby on the schedule mm-hmm. for, like, years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we never—did we ever get to it? Yeah,
5: one time, finally. Okay, eventually. The whole bit was, Lunchbox had sent it a bit years, years, years prior, going, I was at the lake. And there was this baby out in the lake and it was naked like the mom was just, like a four year old just out playing naked in the lake.
0: I said it was awkward because it was like it was like in Barton Springs where there's a bunch of people. So it's just naked in front of all these people. I was like, is that not inappropriate? And it stayed on there forever. And we gave it like half a second because finally Bobby just wanted to take it off the schedule. I had it on the
5: list of things to talk about for three years. Three yeah. years. All, that,
1: all it said <laughs> was And we never naked got baby. to it. Every
5: day it was on the list to talk about. And just said naked baby. Yeah. That's funny. And then I think we did it right before we moved. Just so we wouldn't just move wait. to a new city. City and with so Naked Baby. What's
1: this called again? His thing?
5: Pick a bit. Lunch is this called? Hold on, I have it written down here. The news. Um, has anyone seen me on the news? <laughs>
1: yes. So course she's going to Like, no, I'm Please. not going <laughs> to cave. Has Lunchbox seen me on but
0: the see news? But see I'm saying? Uh, that's you got to throw her off the jury because she's already admitting no, that she's a tainted t- t-
5: juror. So?
1: I want yeah, to Morgan did than pick it only
5: because it's been sitting on the list.
1: Yeah.
4: To be fair. That's better. Okay.
5: Thank you, Scuba, for your pick a bit.
4: It's the best bits of the week. With Morgan, number two.
2: It's always weird when I intro one that has me involved in it. But this week we talked about me trying to get on the super fan show for Shania Twain. We talked about why I'm a super fan, how Lunchbox doesn't think I should be on the show. You know all the things. I'm just gonna leave that there, and I'm gonna say I am a Shania Twain super fan, and I have been for so much of my life. So, you know, I'm. It's fine. It's fine. Lunchbox. Can keep his jealousy I'll just say that You know You gotta give support To get support To Lunchbox If he's listening Which I know he isn't But right now You can hear the segment Where we talk about me Being a Superman Superman I could be Superman That'd be fun I am a super fan Of Shania Twain
5: Number three Morgan I wanna come to you first And Morgan is our head of digital The website All the socials You know She has a job that never stops And she is a massive Shania Twain fan And on the show We were talking about This TV show Where they're looking For super fans Now what did you find out After we
2: did the segment So Scuba Steve Reached out to the people And they were like Have her go ahead And send it in Because the deadline Had passed And we're like Oh crap She's not gonna be able To get in But they were like Go ahead and have her Send it in We'll pass it on To the casting director So I submitted All my super fan information And it's being passed on Right now as we speak Amazing
5: This is one of those It's like (laughs) Ray. Like isn't it ironic In a good way And I'm gonna tell you how Scuba Steve had approached me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, there's this new show. Would you like to talk to the producer? And I thought, that show's very interesting, but we don't talk to a lot of producers of shows. But then once Amy gave more details about Kelsey and Shania. Little Big Town. And little Big Town. I thought, maybe we should, because this is right in our... And then the fact that you're a super fan, we're going to have her on the show if not tomorrow, Monday, to talk about it, if you were to get on the show, two things. One, that would be amazing, because you are a massive Shania fan. It would be awesome. But two, I do think someone on this show would
0: implode
2: yes he would who <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. here's the thing okay go ahead
2: <laughs> You guys are, now
0: I don't want to ruin her chances of getting on the show but she is a fan she's not a super fan she doesn't have tattoos of Shania she doesn't have Shania why, why all are you world. knocking her down I'm just saying you're knocking her down you're, I, I, you're, no I just said I'm not going to try to ruin her chances but she's a fan <laughs> but a super fan uh, uh, that ain't her
1: are you a but, Tina Turner super fan
0: I love Tina Turner. Are I, you a super fan?
1: Do you have a Tina tattoo?
0: No, but I
5: once... My point is there's no reason for you to take shots at her. I'm not taking shots. You yeah, just you said are. why she shouldn't be on the show.
2: You said because she doesn't have a Shania tattoo. <laughs>
1: Morgan,
5: why did you tell them you're a Shania super fan?
2: Well, so I explained that she was the first CD that I ever had. Like, I grew up only listening. Let's do one
5: at a time. Okay. Lunchbox, you tell me if these count as super fan yeah. uh, elements. Okay, uh, uh, go. N- Number one.
2: So I told them that she was the first CD I ever had. It's all I listened to for several years.
5: No. Okay. That's a good start to a super fan. Okay. 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 Go ahead.
2: She was the first concert I ever went to.
5: Yeah. Wow.
2: And, and, okay, great. Tell them what you are. And, yes, I had leopard print on.
0: Okay. I bet a lot of girls out there. First concert with Shania Twain with leopard print because that was their favorite artist. Next. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> My dad held me up so I could touch her hand, and I would not let my parents wash my hand for several weeks after the fact.
0: Mm, That's good. Oh wow! Wow. Okay, okay. Just like any other kid. Okay. Did you
2: put it like in a Ziploc bag when you showered? Yeah, kind of. Like I, I refused. It was like a whole thing with my parents when this happened. Anything else? And then I would always have her posters hanging up, and I knew every single song on every single one of her albums, even her new one after she had a hiatus. I know all those songs. Wow, that's
5: super fan. I never heard any of that. I honestly did Okay. Yes, Amy? Well,
1: and I'll just say, too, to remind Lunchbox of like what it is, is there's gonna be other fans and Morgan's gonna get to compete. So her, like, she'll have to know things and she'll have to prove herself and prove that she's the number one fan. How many Would times you have
0: you seen her in concert?
2: I've seen her twice. Oh, super fan. She's but what? she retired. What? Super yes. fan! She was little. She retired. Like a Wow, child. Superman! I paid $500 to see her the second time. What? Oh, that wow. is Superman. Super no, that's just called rich. No. no. Oh.
5: Morgan's not rich. It was just a joke. That's not that's an insult, Morgan. No, that's not I'm, okay. like, <laughs> I'm not.
1: No, we're you're shocked shots? because that's not, like, Morgan probably had to save and figure it out, and, like, she was willing to invest in something that was important to her.
5: My point is, instead of you saying, I would also like to be on television, and I'm a little jealous, you're taking shots at her to keep her off of television.
0: Not taking shots. Kind of. You immediately did. No, I immediately just pointed out facts. Okay. Um, we'll have her on. We'll have the producer on. I think it
5: would be awesome if you were able to get on. But if, I mean, if someone I, shows up with a
0: Shania tattoo, I you're know. out of luck. Yeah. I know. Get Lunchbox, one. Get one real quick.
1: <laughs> Lunchbox, I think Pitbull is also doing this. Do you want to try to be his biggest fan?
0: No, I'd never see him in concert. Who cares?
1: You can get on TV.
0: can yeah, get on TV. The I producer's mean, I would love coming to.
1: on the show, just, you know.
5: Uh, we'll have her on the next couple of days I, <laughs> I, I will
2: say I don't think I'm like a crazy fan I no, do don't, think don't I'm just a that. good fan No, don't, don't
5: say that You, you need, need to be crazy to No, producers. see, there you go
11: Sell it like that Morgan, you did, Morgan, That's you a good did job. not That's how you get hand. on TV too. You still haven't watched your Yeah, I'm no, yeah, holding on, on to that You still right. haven't yeah. It's in a
5: Ziploc bag right now Like you These producers want people who are Super fan Loud, opinionated
1: Passionate I just want to make sure she doesn't think I'm stalkerish no, no Okay,
5: they want that Okay Okay we sent it off They're considering you That would be amazing Yes Yes And you can have all the time off You need to do it
2: And yeah. now I'm gonna go super crazy So Lunchbox
5: That's right Sees
2: me go on the TV show
5: That's right When she, when the woman comes on uh, Start like panting <laughs> like, <laughs> Things like that No really just start far. singing Shania right. uh, Okay we'll find out In the next couple of days If Morgan still has a chance at this Please no That would be <laughs> 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 That would be very exciting right
7: mm-hmm. It's the
4: best bits of the week with Morgan, number two.
2: Super cool moment for Eddie this week. A song that he wrote with John Daly came out on his new album. And so Eddie officially has like a song sung, produced on an album out into the world and we got to hear it. And he shared the behind the scenes of it and how it happened. If you want to listen to that song, it's on bobbybones.com. But right now, here's Eddie talking about writing the song with John Daly.
4: Number two. So,
5: we mentioned in the post-show yesterday, our esteemed video producer, Eddie, wrote wrote, oh. wrote this song with John Daly, the golfer who has kind of a country music career as well. Yeah. And so, the song is called Why'd She Ever Love Me? We played a clip of it in the post-show, and I was like, that song sounds pretty good. We only played the chorus, so I didn't really get a chance to hear uh-huh. the song. <laughs> You're going to play this right now? Yeah. That's amazing. Why not? Listen, this is awesome. Yeah, it's really, really you cool. You went this is cool. You did a big thing. Yeah. You went and wrote a song. You yeah. got
8: you got a cut. It's on an album. Yeah. Like this is the real deal. I'm proud of you. This Thank is amazing. You, man. Thank
5: you. So we may not play all three minutes of it. Okay. But let's just see. I just want to listen to the words. All right. This is called Why'd She Ever Love Me by John
7: Daly. Sit down, have a drink Give me a second while I think about how I've lived, how I've lived. Do you mind if I pinch you in And tell you how I got here I'm a man that lost his chance with a woman Who did nothing but give her heart I took another shot of whiskey I treated so bad How the hell she ever forgive me? Just cause I didn't show it Doesn't mean I didn't care Kept it all inside When I should have been there With the tears she cried Yes, it Above me. Why'd she ever love me? enter the tears in my eyes, behind the bar, I recognize that's the face that put me in my place for all these years. I treated so bad, how the hell she ever forgive me? Just cause I didn't show it, doesn't mean I didn't care. Kept it all inside when I should have been there. With the tears she cried, Yes answer lies above me. Why'd she ever know?
1: Uh, so, Thank like, you. what words did you write?
8: Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. It's not really how it works. Yeah, it's kind I, of yeah, like, I
1: just didn't know if he had, like, a like a line that was, like, yours. No. Yeah, like,
8: it's a team effort. Yeah. All right, here, let's finish it up. All right. Eddie wrote this with John Daly. Money, I'm different
7: now. And I can't allow us to waste year. You're the one I've been running. So bad, how the hell you ever forgive me? Just cause I didn't show doesn't mean I didn't care. Should have kept it all inside when I should have been there. Yes, Answer lies right here in front of me. Yeah To the tears I cry, I can't bear Ever me. come on there it is <laughs> thank you thank you
8: <laughs> that's pretty cool
7: man that's awesome
5: dude thank you for playing that that's of really course. cool i'm proud of you that's awesome that's uh john daly the uh former professional golfer but eddie wrote that with them yeah and
8: that's really stinking cool my friend <laughs> that's awesome man it's crazy we wrote that in august of last year and it's like barely came out what like last week or something it's like man that takes a while i'm sure some people write songs like years and years ago and then it finally sees the light of day it's pretty cool i'm a part of that right now
5: it's actually a pretty good song too yeah like it sounds like a lee bryce
8: song I mean, cool. when I hear that, that sounds like a Lee Bryce song. Well, hey, Lee Bryce can cut it too if he wants. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> why she ever love me? Come Pretty on, cool. man. Thank you, man. That's awesome. My guy Eddie over here making big moves. Man, just kind of, just if an opportunity opens up, I take it. I like that. There it is. Uh, you guys can stream it, or I don't know. Eddie ain't going to make a bunch of money off of it or no. anything. Hey, what do you do? Go to iTunes and download it? No, okay. they don't do that anymore. No, <laughs> Somebody the, might. the truth is, it'll probably be number
5: one on iTunes because it takes like 30 <laughs> downloads to be a number one song right. on iTunes. Um, but, That's really cool. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thanks for playing. Amy, what do you want to say to our new songwriter friend?
1: I'm going to go stream it. I mean, I'm super impressed. Like, I was feeling that song for sure. And yeah, I love that Eddie's got opportunities, and he's trying it out. I mean, he's obviously been a songwriter with you, with the Raging Idiots, but this is like a little bit different, yeah, and I love it.
8: Yeah, it's like a crazy real song. But yeah. You love me. <laughs> so no, but really seriously, cool. though, what words did you write? Yeah. I don't know. I love, me. I know. I
5: love me. You don't love me? All no, right, 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 all right, all
3: right.
8: <laughs> okay, well, I feel good. Everybody feel good?
5: Yes. Yeah,
3: a little segment.
8: Okay, cool. Hey, I even saw Lunchbox kind of bobbing his head a He's crying. A you know what I mean? saw him crying over <laughs> there.
5: Hey, what
0: I'm talking about. Why would I cry about a stupid song? Like, Okay. Do you think it's a good song? That's fine.
1: Okay, of course. It's fine. <laughs> Well, now he's gonna, what so, would you
0: give it One through ten Probably a six Okay better than average That's though. great Oh wow yeah. That's generous I mean Eddie lunchbox. was trying To get me to get real into it. He kept hitting me going Hey man you see that I wrote that He was pointing at himself I'm like yeah dude I know you wrote it Bobby kept saying You wrote it And he was like Hey you know I wrote that Yeah I got it I mean good job Congratulations Thanks, But you man. can't even tell us What you wrote So I don't know How much you really wrote Okay Okay <laughs> Next thing
1: you know Lunchbox is going to give Eddie songwriters for dummies
0: <laughs> Yeah probably the book No no that's a real song That is
4: a real song Oh boy It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
2: And coming in hot at number one is Tim Tebow. He came on the show to talk about a new book that he has out. But every time we do an interview with Tim Tebow, he's always so kind and so sweet. I think he might be the nicest person on planet Earth. And you guys always feel the same way. You guys write such nice things and engage so much with all the content about him. So without further ado, it is Tim Tebow with Bobby Bones.
5: Number one. Always loving having Tim on the show. Tim, how's it going, buddy?
11: I'm good, man. How are you? I I see you rocking the Arkansas sweatshirt.
5: You know, it's 90% of my wardrobe, and it wasn't because of you, although if you'd like to take it as a personal shot, I welcome it. Um... (laughs) But it is most of my clothes, if it's not dress clothes, it's somehow got a razor back on it. So I appreciate the I like acknowledgement. It.
11: I got no problem. Rock your school. Be proud of it. No problem whatsoever. And listen, Bobby, I know you would never take any shots at me, so I know we're better <laughs> than that. So
5: Of course not. Uh, Tim Tebow is on, who, by the way, the Gators lost to Arkansas a couple weeks ago in Florida. It's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway... Uh- <laughs> I was, I, I've spent a bit of time with your book, actually. It's a, it's a wonderful read as someone who loves motivational books. And I've actually highlighted a couple things that I wanted to bring to you. So I've made notes on pages. So excuse my fumbling, but the book is called Mission Possible. Go create a life that counts. And I want to go to this called Make the Choice. And I want to read a, a section of something that I found really moving and would like for Tim to elaborate a bit. Tim writes, before we start dreaming about the possible, we must remind ourselves of something even as we lock into significance over success the results are beyond our control tim talk to me about that what do you mean by that in like human talking terms
11: well um first of all thanks so for investing so much and reading it and being uh, you know aware of everything i really appreciate that first of all i find that um that really encouraging to me and the reason that i wrote this um, Bobby, is to encourage people. That's why it's literally titled Mission Possible, not Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. It is Mission Possible. And I think to give a little background of of what I mean by that is is, um, a few studies that have been done. One with people 18 to 35, over 60% of them say no one believes in them. There's no one in the world that believes them. Over 60% of young people. And uh, another third of our population say that either they're lonely all the time or most of the time. And then out of our population, they spend 12% of their daily thoughts comparing themselves with other people. So if we're, if no one believes in us, if we're lonely all or most of the time and we're spending our our time comparing our thoughts and, and we want to be like other people, there's no chance that we're going to actually live out the purpose, the calling, the dreams, the visions, the hopes that we have in our life. And so I wanted to write something that is going to encourage people in who they are and who they were cre- created to be and what they can accomplish. And I think getting to what we're talking about is sometimes the results aren't up to us, meaning the results of, I want people to dream. But listen, if you're 5'5", you're probably not going to be better than LeBron James at basketball. Let's just be honest about that. But with this book, be having a mission possible life, a life that truly counts, that's possible for everyone. It's not about how equipped you are, how, um, what your status is, how many followers you have, how skilled you are. It is about making the choice to be willing to love, serve, give, care, pray, and be willing to give of yourself to help other people. And I believe every single one of us can make that choice.
5: I didn't feel that way about myself till right now. He just motivated me to believe that about myself. <laughs> oh. Talking to him in person, yes. Um, there's another part that I read, and it was a part of the book. It was called "There Is No Yet," and you talk about mm. how easy it is whenever times are good to make commitments. And I believe part of it was when you're getting married, it's easy to make the vows for sickness, for sickness and death, or whenever right. you've yeah. you know working on a project, it's easy to commit to it and all that. But then sometimes it gets hard. And so kind of go into that a little bit and what you meant.
11: Well, um, that was actually, I was sharing a story to illustrate it about Jeff and Becky Davidson, um, very close friends of, of ours and ministry partners of ours. And they had been married for many years and they had a child, John Alex, who was born with severe special needs and um, actually in taking care of both of them, both of them are in the hospital. Um, Jeff and John Alex were in the hospital and the social worker because Jeff was, was so sick. He said, you know, if Jeff survives and he goes home, how are you, to Becky, how are you going to take care of him like? who's going to take care of him? She said, I will. Like, I've been doing it for 25 years. I'm not going to stop. And, and the social worker said, well, yeah, meaning you're not going to stop yet. But when it gets hard enough, you're going to make the choice to quit. And when um, uh, Jeff was on his deathbed, the last thing that that she said to him as he's holding, uh, she's holding his hand is, there was no yet. There was never yet. You know, there was never a moment where it's gonna get too hard, where I was gonna leave you. There's never a moment where things got too bleak, where, where I didn't believe in you, where love wasn't enough. And um, that was just one of the really inspirational stories in my life, to be friends with them, to, to watch it up close and from afar, to be able to see what it really means to choose convictions over emotions. What it really means to say, you know what, when I'm all in, I truly mean all in. You know, we wear slogans and tags and and phrases that we throw out all the time, especially in sports. Hey, what does it mean to be all in? Well, I can tell you for for Becky Davidson, when she's got her husband in the hospital and her son in another hospital, and she spends her days going back and forth, and the social workers and the doctors are saying, listen, you you can't do all this. She's saying, hey, there is no yet. And you know, that was such an inspiration to me to say, you know, when I believe in something, when I say I'm all in, there better not be a yet
5: you know, a lot of the book highlights your relationship with Christ. You know, how important is that for you to not only thread that into your message, but to communicate uh, to others how important it is?
11: Well, I I think it's something that I want to communicate in my life, not just in words, but more importantly, in actions and in deeds, Um, but hopefully have the chance to mesh those up. And I believe that, um, one of the greatest things that, that people are looking for, and it's also backed by statistics. I believe 81% of people are looking for purpose and meaning in their life. And I wanted this book to be something that could encourage people with that purpose. And I believe that every single person, Bobby, has purpose. Everything every single person was created in love, by love, and for love. And I believe there is a great plan for their life. And I would I want to encourage them in that plan for their life that they have such significance and meaning, and they were created with infinite value and worth that the God of this universe loves them enough to send his son, his best for them. I believe that gives everyone encouragement, confidence that, holy cow, like there's the God of this universe loves me, believes in me, created me this way. And when I, when someone, when a life realizes that, I don't have to spend my time worrying about what the world says. I don't have to spend my time w- worrying about what social media says. I don't have to spend myself so- my time comparing myself with other people, even though it's really easy to do so, because I know what God says about me. That's more important than what anybody else says about me.
5: Tim Tebow's on. His book is called Mission Possible. Go create a life that counts. And I do think if what Tim's message is now is resonating with you, you will love the book. It is, and I say this in the most complimentary way, it's an easy read because it's understandable. Sometimes people that write books are like, they they like to write in big fancy words and terms that you don't understand, but you didn't do that here. Like it just felt good. I felt good afterward. So congratulations on writing something, you know, uh, really substantive, Tim.
11: Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you for your support. And um, I really hope this book can encourage people. That's really the heart and the passion behind it. And to encourage people truly in their worth.
5: I want to ask you a couple things that are non-book related. Um, And by the way, there's a wall here, you know, where we're we're doing the radio show and you're so motivational and, you know, quite the inspiration to talk to that if you said, Hey, Bobby, I'd like for you to run through that wall right now, Tim, I would do it. I would run through that wall right now for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And And for the Razorbacks, you would do it there too. Both. Yes, both. Hey, um, do you ever see yourself because you are such a leader and I, I, pivot into this do you ever see yourself being a leader in different areas a ceo of a major company a uh in politics a head football coach like what do you think is in store for tim tebow in the next 10 to 15
11: years um that's a really good question i, I see a possibility of 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 all three i mean i think it's it's hard to really know exactly I think in coaching you have to give up so much because it's literally more than a full-time job and I think that would be really hard even though I love the thought of it love the thought of inspiring encouraging and building um a team of young men but I mean you have to drop everything else and I I love what we're doing at our foundation and so many other things Um, I'm fortunate to be part of some different companies that we're building now um you know I really enjoy that side and then in politics um I don't know if it's something that I would quite enjoy as much, to be honest, but I, I've always said I would at least be open to it if it's where I felt I could do the most good, if I could truly create the the most amount of impact and change. Um, if, if that was something that I felt was really put on my heart, then I would be open to looking at it.
5: You know, if you go and have dinner in Gainesville or let's say Florida in general, you're back in Florida. And people say, well, this guy never has to pay for a meal again in Florida. Does that ever actually happen where you're there and you're having a meal and they're like, well, the guy over at that table over there just picked up your whole meal, Mr. Tebow. Does that happen? Um,
11: it, it's definitely happened. Yes. I, I can't lie and say that it hasn't happened. <laughs> it, it, it has happened.
5: And then do you feel the need like you have to go over? Like, did they just buy a meet and greet with you? I guess is the question. By buying your meal, do you feel like, well, now I got to go over and spend a few time with all 12 people sitting at the table.
11: Honestly, I, I think uh, there's both. There's, a, there's some times where you feel the need to do that, but then there's also times where people have, have uh, purchased the meal and the, the waiter would not tell you who it was. They said they wanted to be anonymous. They just wanted to say thank you for um, either your ministry or foundation or night to shine or orphan care or something that was near and dear to their heart. And so they just wanted to say thank you, but they wanted to remain anonymous. And I think that's pretty cool as well.
5: I've got two questions and one little promo that I'm going to do before this interview's over. Because I like this is like, uh, pardon the interruption, where you can see what's happening on the screen, so you know where we oh, are. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here, here are the two questions. Number one, um, I had heard this that you almost went to Alabama because of your relationship with Coach Shula. Like, how close were you to actually being part of the Crimson Tide family?
11: Literally, I was a split second away from it. I, From my sophomore year through literally the last moment when I chose Florida, Alabama was leading the entire time. I wasn't even looking at Florida. They had a different coaching staff. And i, I they weren't even in my top 25. And then they fired that coaching staff. They brought in Urban and, and all the new guys. And I started to build this relationship. But I, I, it was so much more established with Alabama. And I love the passion, the tradition, the culture. Everything and then thinking about being a part of bringing Alabama back to um, you know what they once were was so exciting to me and so yes I was literally a split second away and to be honest even when I chose Florida there was a little bit of regret in my heart of did I should I have chose Alabama that's how close I was with shoot when I told Coach Shula I was going to to Florida I had tears in my eyes and mm. it's not the only time that Alabama made me cry. <laughs> <laughs>
5: And my final question for you is: If you or it stub your toe or hit your elbow, or does a curse word ever come out of your mouth? <laughs>
11: uh, I, I hope not. I mean, I, I mean, it's probably a like a negative word, but then I might just say something that's like totally random, not as bad,
5: like "fooey" or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. tater tots, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Perfect. let me say this. Yeah
11: hey uh, what did tater, t- tater tots ever do to you
5: you know that's, like, tim tebow has mission possible go create a life that counts and also uh bronco and friends a party to remember that's your first book but you're doing a second if i'm right about this you're doing a second in the series right that's coming out later on yes. uh, this year
11: yes that's right it's coming out in just a few weeks
5: okay well the guy's writing more books than uh I don't know. Stephen King? Make up an author. I don't know. Uh, Judy Bloom. James Patterson. He is the new Judy Bloom of books. <laughs> it is Tim Tebow. Hey, that would Tim, be is- the first time
11: anybody's compared me to Judy Bloom, but there you
5: go. It is uh, Tim Tebow. We love him. And, uh, you know, except for when we played him. I was at the SEC championship game when Tim was a freshman and he was the backup quarterback in Atlanta, and he did, I believe, scored on a quarterback sneak. Something He was running a quarterback uh, package, and I hated you that, that year. And to be frank, <laughs> I hated you until you graduated, but now I can't get enough of you, Tim.
11: Well, man, I appreciate you. You're a stud. And by the way, I love what Arkansas is doing with Sam Pittman. I love it. I, I, I love what he's all about. So congrats on that. I think there's a lot to be excited about with Arkansas right now.
5: Tim, good to see you. Congratulations on the books. I hope you sell so many. I think the message is awesome. Have
4: a good day, man.
11: Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Tell everybody hey there.
4: All right. See you later. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan Number 2.
2: That's it for the bits this weekend, y'all. I hope you got caught up so you're ready to go for next week's show. If you missed anything, make sure you go to bobbybones.com. There's so much more content out there that I don't get a breakdown on the best bits. Lots of videos, lots of fun things to get you through the weekend when you don't get to listen to the best bits or the show. So maybe tomorrow, you know, Sunday when you got nothing to do or Monday, you know, whenever you listen to this, you can go online and just catch up on other content there. It's all up there. That's important that you want to see. I promise. Thank you guys so much for listening to the best bits and the feedback you're giving on the part one, part two. I'm glad you guys are loving it. I love y'all. Bye. This is a
7: Bobby Bones show. Bobby Bones.
12: (laughs) Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
4: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash
3: with Terms apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day?